Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Thanks for being here, Triple Eight. 933.93, also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let's start with the plight of one of our Pat heads. This is really sad. Um, you might have seen the story from De- Des Moines, Iowa on Saturday. A tornado struck, killed six people. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, now that's unfortunate, but makes it even more, it brings it home, I guess, to us that a member of the uh, of our Pat head family was affected. On Twitter, you might have heard us mention DMXDM. His name is Dave Matthews. Uh, I love his band. He and his wife, Faith, lost everything. Yeah. Their house, their cars, the family business, everything's gone in this tornado. Total devastation. Pictures uh, show that, the complete devastation they went through. So they've asked for nothing, but uh, we'd love to rally together and help them out yeah this audience is so great they've put together a uh, not gofundme <clears throat> but a uh, a donation website it's pinned to the top of pat unleashed on twitter dave said that uh his wife when when the tornado was happening that it nearly sucked her right out of the house and that if the tornado had lasted another three seconds she would have been among the dead for sure i mean that is just i can't imagine going through something yeah, like really. that Horrible. So, um, uh, losing everything, and then you, you must be uh, so baffled as to where to even start. Yeah. What do you even do? He's the guy, if people are familiar with APR Coffee, American Pride Roasters Coffee. Mm. Uh, he, I love that he came down here um, several years back and was uh, making coffee for everyone out of uh, popcorn poppers, air poppers. Hmm. Anyway, uh, just a great guy, a great couple. Anything you can do to help them, please do. He, Really appreciate it. And again, uh, it's pinned to the top of the page. You just click on that. Yeah, at Pat and, Unleashed. And you can donate whatever you could afford to help out in this uh, really tough time for them. 888 The king of the no self-awareness club has struck again. <laughs> Justin Turdo spoke about Russia and Ukraine yesterday. See if you find this just a tad ironic. Or hypocritical. We've talked about it in, in, in the news, not just about Ukraine, but about democracies around the world, that we see a bit of a slippage oh. in our democracies. <laughs> you do? Countries turning towards slightly more authoritarian leaders. <laughs> Bro. Countries yeah. allowing increasing misinformation and disinformation huh. to be shared on social media, turning people against. Incredible. The values and the principles of democracies that are so strong. Mm. Then they shouldn't... Pause it for a second. If the (laughs) democracy is so strong, they shouldn't be affected by a little bit of disinformation. Should it? I mean, you would think if you got a strong democracy, that means people are electing good leaders. And so they're probably pretty well informed. And so a little bit of disinformation shouldn't throw them because they should do their own homework and figure it out. Do you think Justin Trudeau hears himself when he speaks? I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's hard to believe that he's spewing this stuff when he's put Canadians through everything he's put them through. I mean, he's literally Incredible. describing his government. L- literally. All right, let's see the rest of this. And that... Hmm. Slippage over slippage. the years. Mm-hmm. Not good. 
unfortunately emboldened Putin. Un- unfortunately, yeah. It made him think that he could get away with this. Yeah, mm. he saw you get away with it. he could get it. away with it in Ukraine. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that See, is incredible. I, I think he's trying to make a dig at Trump, but he just described himself beautifully. Yeah, he did. Oh, gosh. Uh, speaking of Turdo, <laughs> somebody dug this up from 2019. Look at this. Uh, when Zelensky tweeted this. Justin Trudeau, this is again, this is from the leader of Ukraine. Justin Trudeau was one of those leaders who inspired me to join politics. Okay, red flag. And then he's pictured with him. Red flag. Okay. Mm, <laughs> All righty. Uh, another red flag. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. There, re- there really are. The fact that George Soros is on the side of Ukraine, that right there should be a red flag for everybody. There's a lot of them. Wait, you got what? The World Economic Forum, along with George Soros, obviously mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Um, do we want to go ahead and reveal the uh, the latest uh, support uh, for Zelensky? Yeah, coming in the form of. You know him, you love him. Former leader of Iran, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Come on down. Show your support for Zelensky in Ukraine. The great nation of Ukraine. And President Zelensky, your honorable and almost unrivaled resistance, uncovered the satanic plots of enemies of mankind. (laughs) Trust that the great nation of Iran is standing by you while admiring this heroic persistence. Oh, From Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's Mahmoud. That gives you pause to reflect. Consider sure does. what exactly is going on. And do we have my tweet, Rob, where they're now... And, and, and I understand, this is just one element, okay? But there was like this fundraiser for Ukraine... And I tweeted out this image. I'm sorry. Look at this. Stand with Ukraine with the Marxist fist, the yeah. the Antifa fist, the Black Power fist. All right. Okay. Stop it. This is out of control. It is. It just is. Uh, but uh, who do you believe? Where do you go? What do you? I'm in this environment. It's so hard to figure out. Who the good guy is. And, let's and I still cl- think it's Ukraine. Yeah, let's be you know? clear. By pointing out the support for Ukraine and Zelensky, we're not saying Putin's a good guy by any stretch. The man's an no. evil bastard. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying the last time the world moved in such lockstep on something, we got uh, mass vaccinations that are required for entry, fill in the blank, into society. Okay? The last mm-hmm. time we did this mindless dance with something... It didn't lead to good things. <sighs> Mindless dances don't often lead to good things. I mean, it depends. Is it who's your partner? Was well, it the last dance thing. with Mary Jane? Mm. Mary, Mary, I screwed up the Tom Petty song, didn't I? Did I, I get it right? No, last I think it's dance with Mary. Yeah, one more time to kill the pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a good last dance, right? Must be Mary Jane because it rhymes with pain. So, yeah. and I, think it's you, Tom I think Petty. you nailed it. Good job. Thanks. Uh, they're saying now. From the official uh, Ukrainian account, that 11,000 Russian troops have been killed. 11,000. They reported that yesterday, so that's 1,000 a day. 1,000 per day. That is something else. I mean, this 
this is really costly in uh, in human life and treasure for Russia. When do you pull the plug on this and say, okay, this was uh, this was not a good idea? Well, uh, uh, they have called a ceasefire. Uh huh. So maybe that's a good sign. I don't know, but they're still trying to. I mean, he. He told Macron just the other day that he's he's going to take over the whole country. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're losing a thousand troops a day, well, Russia is recruiting uh, urban street fighters in Syria now. Yeah, I saw that to come and uh, partake. Mm-hmm. Of course, thousands. In fact, the the number I heard from around the world is 140,000 fighters have uh, decided that they're going to fight on behalf of Ukraine. And are headed that way. Yeah, and there's some captured Russian soldiers who had great things to say about Ukraine and the way they've been treated and the people in Ukraine and how they were sold this bill of goods to go and weed out uh, Nazis and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And they're like, that's not true at all. Well, that's what Putin was trying to... uh, He was trying to ratchet up hatred against Ukraine by saying that there was Nazism going on. I don't know to what he was referring. I mean, does... Is Ukraine corrupt? Yeah, I think we've talked about that over the years, but I uh, don't think they're Nazis, and there's there's no proof of anything Nazi-like happening except from Russia, of course. Uh, it's really weird how this does sort of mirror even Hitler's invasion of Russia in World War II. These Russia troops seem to be unprepared. He's doing it during the winter months, uh, really ill-advised. He's getting his ass handed to him. <laughs> <laughs> by a much smaller nation. Did you hear uh, that the peace talks they did in Belarus, one of the negotiators for Ukraine was was killed and some members of the Ukrainian parliament are saying that he was killed by members of Ukraine's security forces for being a spy. So a Ukraine, really? a Ukrainian guy goes to Belarus to negotiate a peace deal mm-hmm. ends up getting shot and killed and there are members of parliament in ukraine that say yeah uh ukrainians killed him it's i mean it's the weirdest bizarre this is so bizarre and it we really have is. D- there is so much misinformation and just slivers of truth to everything but not uh, not complete truth to everything you're hearing why would we want to get involved there as a nation why, why would you want to send American boys and girls to go and fight in this war when I you don't. can't even tell what the story is just on its surface? I mean, you just this is not as cut and dry as they make it sound, man. And everybody's getting roped into it. And I'm telling you, when people in mass get roped into something like this, count me out. I'm done. This is stupid. I mean, you got businesses, Pat. McDonald's and Pepsi don't do business there. You've got MasterCard and Visa who are shutting down credit cards for Russian citizens around the world. Yeah, they already did that. This is a test run for what they're going to do to us. Really something. Yeah, hey, let's test this out on the Russians, and then when the conservatives uh, piss us off next time, we can just shut them all down, and we'll have it down to a science already. We'll know how to do it. I mean, you've got Tesla uh, people on Twitter begging Elon Musk, shut down Teslas in Russia. Come on, Elon, shut them down. Yeah, and you got Microsoft, who has uh, shut down their operations, Apple, uh, Nike. Everybody's pulling their products and shutting down their their services to Russia. We were told for two decades during the war on terror 
the, the things that this country, America, is doing to citizens over there. Stop hurting the people. Stop bombing the people. Stop doing all these bad things and making life hard for the people in these other countries. Yeah. It took them, what, a week before they wanted to literally target Russian civilians and their quality of life and their way of life and their ability to survive? Yeah, because is this hurting Putin? Not at all. Not at all. It's hurting the Russian citizens. And speaking of citizens, Russia is now attacking Ukrainians as they're trying to flee the country. Just flat out targeting civilians, trying to make things miserable for Ukraine. It's really despicable. Is that that ceasefire you were talking about that Russia completely ignored and just started yeah. taking out Yeah, that's citizens? the one. That's the one. Yeah, just to reiterate, Putin is evil. Yeah. That's yes, clear. and we're not saying we uh, should lighten up on him. That's by any stretch of the imagination. It's interesting because um, Putin is just, you know, a humble servant of the Russian people. He's, <laughs> it's, they've made a point of saying this man makes only $140,000 a year. $140,000 a year. And you know where he lives? In an 800-square-foot apartment. That's where. Huh. Your president has that 50,000-square-foot White House uh, that's so... Ostentatious, ostentatious and opulent so don't tell us uh, about corruption our guy makes 140 grand a year really huh because according to um, most experts who know about these things and have checked into his finances and intelligence agencies uh, Vladimir Putin is worth about 200 billion dollars well he's a saver yeah, yeah, he's a good. He's good at saving yeah. and investing. He times. The he market. took a hundred and forty thousand a year job, <laughs> and he turned it into a two hundred billion dollar fortune. That's right? pretty good. That's uh, it's pretty good. That takes some smarts. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in addition to his humble eight hundred square foot apartment, mm-hmm. um, and the trailer that he has, <laughs> and and three cars. That's it. So. Yes, he splurged a little bit because he's only one guy. How are you going to drive three cars? Yeah. Uh, well, he's got something for Monday through Wednesday. That's all he has. It's not even not even a car a day for a week. He walks four days poor out guy. of the week just because he loves the environment so much. Uh, but he's often seen sporting a high-end luxury watch uh, that are retailed for multiple times his supposed annual income. Some of them are worth <laughs> you know four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars. Uh, but they've recently seen him wearing Patek Philippe's Perpetual Calendar watch, which is about 60000 Oh, that's what I wear. He uh, owns a $500,000 A. Lang & Sohn tubograph. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. What's a tubograph? I don't know. It sounds like something that Edison huh. would have invented. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, he also, by the way, is the owner of a beautiful 190,000-square-foot mansion that sits atop a cliff overlooking the Black Sea. But that's only slightly larger than his 800-square-foot apartment. Again, <laughs> it's all about timing the market. <laughs> right, right. I'm sure it was a nice fixer-upper that he purchased at a really good price. Hmm. But it has 190,000 square feet, so there's it's roomy. We just needed some updating, I'm sure. Uh, it's repu- reputed to be the largest private residence in the country. Serves as his private palace. Hmm. They call it Putin's country cottage. Oh, that's cute. The estate is Putin's playland, boasting uh, trescoed ceilings, 
a marble swimming pool lined with statues of Greek gods. That's because he no doubt considers himself one. No doubt. 27,000 square foot guest house, spas, uh, a music parlor, dressing dressing rooms for all of his staff, an amphitheater, a state-of-the-art ice hockey rink. He's a huge hockey fan. A Vegas-style casino, a nightclub equipped with stripper poles. That's a classy touch right there. A bar room showcasing more than $100,000 of wine and spirits, an underground tasting room overlooking (laughs) the water, and more. So wait, hold on. You said a 27,000 square foot... Guest house. Guest house. Guest house. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. That's not bad. Uh-huh. Uh, did you hear that uh, Putin has reportedly moved his family? Uh, yeah, to, to Switzerland? Mm, I heard... Are you talking about his girlfriend, the gymnast? No, I'm talking about like his daughters oh. and family. I don't know, to Siberia, to an underground oh. city. No, that, I did not hear about that, that one. That is designed to survive a nuclear war. That's the rumor that his loved ones are oh my. in a nuclear underground. So he sent his daughter there because yeah. his his ex I, I think he's his ex wife uh, <clears throat> is I don't know if they're friendly. I wonder if it included her mm. because they divorced in 2014. Now he's with this um, Olympian. Her name is, uh, let's see. I bet it has a V in her name. I bet there's a V and a Y in her name. <laughs> Good guess. Okay, what do I got? No, actually no Y. But uh, it. it's Alina it Kabaeva. Alina Kabaeva. And she, he has put her in Switzerland mm. for safekeeping. Okay. And apparently it's uh, very well guarded. Mm-hmm. She's got a, a detail of security. So... She's doing fine. She's a former gold medal winner in uh, rhythmic gym- gymnastics. And uh, so he's been seeing her for quite some time. Okay. Kabayeva said, because she's been asked about this for you know forever, as long as it's been rumored, uh, everyone should have their own little secrets. I hope that someday the gossipers will calm down. But of course, no denial, which you uh-huh. know you might do if it wasn't true. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not with Vladimir Putin. No. No, I'm not. Hmm. Apparently, she posed nude for the Russian magazine Maxim. Is Maxim Russian, or just that's just the no, Russian I mean, version of it? Probably the Russian version. Uh, the photographer for the shoot, Mikhail Korolov, said, "I didn't even need to persuade her to get naked. She behaved very naturally. She's full of sex." So <clears throat> that's uh, well. Do Care- with that information. Ca- what careful you with your quotes. Uh, <laughs> Vladimir may or may not read them. <laughs> right. Right. I would be a little hesitant to say something like that about Vlad's girlfriend. I would probably just say, it's me. she is professional, and we took pictures. Right. End of story. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about Tommy John. When it comes to men's underwear, Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear is the full package deal. When you're wearing Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear, uh, you're that much more comfortable, and so you can do everything, everything in your day better when you're comfortable it's just easier to perform things right right no matter what it is just sitting at your desk you want to be comfortable and you will be in tommy john underwear it is the most comfortable you'll ever wear their loungewear is the best i've ever seen or worn and that's why tommy john's doesn't have customers they have fanatics yeah uh, seriously yeah, i i love them 
I purchase them because I mean there We're are huge people, fans. Yeah, there are companies that advertise on the show, mm-hmm. but then there are companies that advertise on the show that we also actively purchase from, and Tommy John is definitely on that list. And that's why they've sold over 17 million pairs. Uh, men across America love their Tommy John's underwear. Uh, it one of life's greatest inventions. It's Tommy John's underwear. Uh, we love it, and I really believe you will too. And right now, you can get 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash unleashed. Go there now, tommyjohn.com slash unleashed for 20% off. Uh, see the site for details. Pat Gray is unleashed. <laughs> So as a servant in the KGB and then as uh, Russia's chief executive, where do you get $200 billion? You know, on a $140,000 salary. It's fascinating, isn't it? What kind of corruption has he been involved with over the years? Really incredible. No wonder he doesn't want to leave office and has no plans to until, what was it, 2036? I think, oh, gosh, yeah, it's... Yeah, he just put a deadline on it, 2036. <laughs> That's another, you know, 14 years from now. He's already 69, I believe, 68, 69. Uh, he's in his ben 70s, is, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he's getting up there. Oh, 69, yeah. Ta-da! Uh, meanwhile, yesterday, Secretary of State... Anthony Blinken Mm -hmm. said the U.S. has given the green light to NATO countries if they choose to provide fighter jets to Ukraine. Here we go. One day after, President Zelensky made a plea to members of Congress to provide them. Huh. And I think we have a little video of that. NATO has said none of its 30 members are willing to set up a no-fly zone. President Biden has been very clear he has no interest in that or combat troops. But what more can the United States do here if, for instance, the Polish government, a NATO member, wants to send fighter jets? Does that get a green light from the U.S., or are you afraid that that will escalate tension? Good no, question. That, that, that gets a green light. In fact, we're talking oh. uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now Are you? about what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs if, in fact, they choose to yeah, I'd like provide to these fighter too. jets to, yeah. to the Ukrainians. Uh, <laughs> what could we do? How can we help to make sure that uh, they get something to backfill the planes that they're handing over to, to the Ukrainians? Backfill. Is that going to be the new catchphrase? Backfill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Unpack was the... Th- let me unpack what was just said there. Now it's going to be backfill. Okay. All right. That'll be fun. That means we're supplying them. So we're going to supply fighter jets. Well, no backfill. But no backfill. Is there backfill or no backfill? (laughs) Yeah. So so NATO will supply the jets and then we'll uh, backfill them so that there's no loss of jets. Also, we're totally funding this war. We're just, we're just, whether we're paying Russia by buying their oil because we refuse oh, to drill our own. Gosh, that's unbelievable. Or whether we're supplying Ukraine through NATO supplies. We're, st- we're funding both sides. I can't. I- yeah, it's... It's Monday, right? It's only Monday. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre situation. And with the people uh, yelling and screaming about a no-fly zone, really, is that what you want to do? You want to create a no-fly zone. How do you enforce that? By shooting down Russian MiGs. There you go. So you're going to go in there with NATO jets and you're going to shoot down American or uh, Russian planes? Uh, okay. 
Welcome to World War III. Mm -hmm. Because he'll retaliate. We'll have to retaliate back. That could escalate very quickly in a very ugly way. He's already threatened nukes. I mean, who knows what this crazy man will do? Yeah, there's one doctor who thinks that uh, there's signs of mental illness. Yeah. Big time with Putin, and who knows? There's another train of thought that he is uh, riddled with cancer, and he's dying, and this is his legacy he's going to leave to Russia. Mm. So I don't know. Who knows? Again, who knows what to believe in this era of misinformation and disinformation? Now, wait a minute. I don't know. Now, wait a minute. Maybe that's why he sits so far away from Macron. That's what they said. Because with his compromised health, he can't afford to get COVID. Well, not only that, but maybe there are some telltale signs. And that could very well be. That he doesn't want a Westerner seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was an intriguing possibility and, and a definite possibility. So, but who knows? Again, who knows? They're, they're too secretive. Uh, do we even have Russian ag- agents in Russia anymore? I, I, I would hope so. I think so. But I'm not sure, especially in the Biden administration. It wouldn't surprise me to, to find out that they removed everybody we had there uh, and brought them back home. Because we don't spy on our friends, the Russians. <laughs> because remember, the Russians we just, are no threat. We got rid of this just uh, a few weeks ago. Remember, the Biden administration got rid of the, the uh, China right. stuff. So we probably right. shelved the Russian thing. Absolutely. Clinton probably did that. <laughs> also, over the weekend, UFC fighter Bryce Mitchell <laughs> spoke for a lot of people uh, regarding the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Here's yeah. what he had to say. Well, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. You know, um, here, here's my first thought. Is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home, and when the war comes to Arkansas... I will dig my boots in the ground, and I will die for everything I love, and I will not retreat. If this country's invaded, mm-hmm. and everybody's saying, "Well, we gotta, we gotta evacuate, we gotta leave," we got. I will not. I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil, and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love, and the way of life that I love. But I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on. To be honest, brother, I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a ton of money (laughs) off of uh, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous, in my opinion. Uh, So you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. Thank you. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping on the street, and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians? And all the, I, Brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm not going over there and fighting, and God bless anybody that's over there fighting, and I hope that this just gets solved. And Man, I don't like war. You know what I mean? I don't want people dying and all that stuff. I don't want to be... Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's going on. There's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there. And I just, I pray all those people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> that said it like it is. Ta-da, we're done here. Mm-hmm. What do you disagree with in, in that little statement there that he made? I, I don't think any of it. And certainly we're willing to defend our own country. Should we be defending everybody else around the world? We've been involved in that for so long and have done it so many times, and it rarely turns out well. Uh, so, 
And especially as he said, there's so much going on over there and so much of it that we don't know or don't understand or has been kept from us. There's a lot of corruption in Ukraine. We've talked about that long before this conflict began. So you don't even know who you're fighting, what you're fighting for necessarily when you go over there. I, I guess the sovereignty of Ukraine, but is that a is that a good government to be defending? I don't know. I don't know. And really, Zelensky made an interesting statement over the weekend. He was pissed that the West isn't doing more. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, well, are we obligated Thank to you. do more? What? Wait a minute. It's your country. You defend it. You and your, your people defend it. And I guess we can help because it does seem unjust that the Russians are, are trying to just uh, summarily wipe out your government and take, take it over uh, themselves and maybe make it a part of Russia again. This march to war by our country will, this drumbeat is going to get louder and louder as the days and weeks go on. But uh, you want to send your son over there? Hell no. No, you don't. Kidding me. There was a poll. I don't think I sent it to Rob. I was just looking to see. But by a margin of 45 to 20, Americans think it is a good idea to enforce that no fly zone you're talking no. about. No. 45 to 20. And, and the then, rest are, I don't know. Exactly. They're not sure. Oh, my gosh. This is a economist. double. Yeah, this is an economist YouGov poll wow. this last week. 45 That's... to 20 support enforcing a no-fly zone over Ukraine. That's crazy. We're, we're going to be at war that within is crazy. three months tops. 888 More Pack Unleashed. Coming up. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Got some tweets here from the pickled squirrel. Am I the only one who wants to stick close to home with all this foolishness going on? Mm, no, you're not the only one. No. Pat's displaced iPad tweets. Oh. oh my gosh. Oh. Okay, now it's just mocking me. Oh no. That's wrong of it to do that. No update, huh? No, not from my uh, I displaced iPad. But but it's tweeting at you. <laughs> yeah, it tweeted. The only good guys in this conflict are the citizens of both nations, right? So, of course, they're the ones feeling the most devastating effects of the global response. Yeah. Uh, From Jimmy Dimples, at least Bryce Mitchell is wise and honest enough to say he doesn't know enough about Ukraine to have a dog in this fight. Okay. One of the few adults in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a uh, really rational discussion that he was having with the press there. Uh, Really rational. It was. I don't know him that. I, I mean, I don't follow UFC close enough to know all these guys, but... Is he? I don't know, but that's my fighter now. Yeah, like I don't watch it, but that's my guy. And and so when I woke up the next morning, I went to look. Mm-hmm. He won. He oh, he won. did. Yeah, he won his fight. Oh, good. So there you go. It's because I'm his fan now. Good. <clears throat> Me too. Yeah. I, I'm going to follow him now. He had something really great to say about uh, COVID <laughs> once. I forgot what it was. I think we played a clip. But I specifically remember Arkansas being a part of his comments on COVID, too. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, me and Bryce are like that. Or like this. It's good to know. Uh, All right. In Russia, uh, they're apparently training in the woods right now to to become better fighters. And we've got an example (laughs) of a couple of guys. Is no context to this. It's just been making the rounds on social media. The funniest video of the weekend. Check this out, the guys in the woods. Look at him training, huh? Wait, what's going on behind him? What is the bit? What is the bear? The bear is just. Hey, 
What is he doing? Is a bear a participant in this? Yeah, or? I guess, yeah. He's, he's yeah, trying to make to the guy fall off the tree branch. What is happening? <laughs> That's pretty weird. Wasn't that the greatest? That was that was a good animal video, wasn't it? Well, there were humans in it. Yeah, but there was so an animal. I don't know that you can strictly the call of the show it an was, animal video. I think the star of the show was the bear trying to knock the tree down while the guys Strange. were working out. That's, that's really weird. All right. Uh, just it, another indication we can't go to war right now. We just can't. We can't even spell the leader of Ukraine's name right. This is a fact. Uh, let alone go over there and save their nation for them. This is weird. And you can see some of the examples on, okay. uh, on Keith's So we've gone through. Computer. And this, this is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Fox, what is it? Pat? On Fox, I think we have the shot of Fox. Okay, yeah. So we got the graphics. So we caught Zelensky, Z E L E N S K Y Y. Now, why would you put an extra Y there? That just doesn't make sense. So we were sitting here after the show on Friday and we took that picture, but mm-hmm. we had just missed a graphic uh, during that same segment. Yes, they spelled it a different yeah. way. All in the same segment. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but it, it looks like, generally speaking, though, right? Yeah. You got Fox News doing the double Y. What is CNN doing you got there? CNN spelling it the way I would spell Z E L E N S K Y. Uh huh. Then, there's random places. Every once in a while, you'll see Z E L E N S K I Y. Okay. And what was the alternate And uh, the alternate Fox spelling on Fox once when they, they had the two Y's, but before that, they had two K's and one Y. Z-E-L-E-N-S-K-K-Y. <laughs> so we, look, that, that, this is, now this sounds Come funny on. that we can't get his name right, but this is a microcosm of this entire conflict. Yeah, it is. Because there's so much information about the different things, and you hear one hand, you hear on this, well, oh my gosh, I mean, you can't even get a guy's name right, I think we should stay mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I'm going to start spelling it Z-E-L. L E N S K K I Y Y. That way I'm covered on virtually every spelling. Well, what if I want two I's in there? I want a double K double I double Y. Will you give me that? It's easy to remember. Uh yes. Okay. Yes, I so, will. So so now the Pat Gray Show mm-hmm. official spelling <clears throat> on for, for Zelensky. Yeah, is gonna be and it's something like Volodymyr. Yeah, I don't even, I, I never, I never even try it, yeah. That's why nobody says it, because uh-huh. nobody knows how to pronounce it. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm getting this right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> this is like me in school, man. I never stay in the line. So here. now it's so now Z-E-L-E-N-S-K-K-I-I-Y-Y. Okay. There you go. So that is the official like That's spelling. the definitive spelling, so we're covered on every so, front. So if you tweet at... Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You got something really pithy to say here? You're going to spell double K, double I, double Y, and we'll know that you're in the Pathead Club. Okay, so there you go. All right. Make note. Good. Also, something else to throw a little monkey wrench into this where you don't know necessarily who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. Sean Penn. Oh, no. Was on with Anderson Cooper, and who's he defending? Ukraine, which should give us all pause. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that he was born for this, but it was clear I was in the presence of something, and again, I think reflected of so many Ukrainians, Mm -hmm. that was new, that Uh was new to the modern world in terms of courage and dignity and love 
that, that comes out of the man you. and the, the way mm. he has unified that country. And I think Mr. Putin certainly added to paving the way to that. Uh, but this is uh, such an extraordinary moment and I was endlessly impressed and moved by him mm, and terrified mm -hmm. for him and for Ukraine. Yeah. Keep okay. in mind, that's the guy who uh, practically wept for a Venezuelan uh -huh. leader, strongman, uh, dictator, uh, not so long ago. Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez. That's all I could think about when I was watching. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hugo Chavez, Zelensky. Okay, so, uh, hmm. Should we be as effusive in our praise of Zelensky as we have been? I don't know, it, but... It makes me wonder when Sean Penn says that kind of stuff right. and brings him to the point of tears. We're going to have to start keeping account wow. of of celebrities and worldwide politicians that are on the side of Zelensky in Ukraine <laughs> because it's... It's almost it, everybody. It's getting disturbing to yeah. the point where it's like you've got Ahmadinejad and Sean Penn yeah. and um, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, George Soros... Just, just a Creepy. company. Yeah, just a company Creepy you people. keep is enough for me to say ah, I'm gonna sit this one out because I'm not gonna line up in column A and I'm not gonna line up in column B where Putin is either. So why don't I just not? I'm just gonna root for an end to the conflict. Yeah, there you so go. That the uh, civilians the, on the, both sides, right? The people who are having survive. Russian missiles lobbed into their neighborhoods. I'm on their side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Meanwhile, in our own country, have you seen the Joe Biden stickers? <laughs> the I did that stickers, and he's pointing to the there we go. He's pointing to the price of gas. <laughs> I love it. They're great. They're all over the place. <laughs> uh, watch this news story that discusses it, and it is. It's this right little sticker that's popping up across <laughs> gas stations all across North Alabama. It's a picture of Joe Biden, and, <laughs> and they place it next to the high dollar signs, and underneath it says, I did that. And while it might seem like a funny political message to some, it, it could actually cost the gas stations a fine for vandalism. <laughs> oh, get out this of here. This guy. I take off five, five or six a day from our different five. pumps. Five oh or no! Five takes or six. off five or six a day off <laughs> yeah. their different pump. And you know, you know what she's talking about. First of all, the reporter with her with her eye rolls and stuff like that. Save it, lady. If you want to get out of North Alabama? Come on. Yeah. So she's uh, she's she's upset about the vandalism. You know what that is? I looked that up. Is there some law? Some weird thing? No, it's a corporate thing. Really? You think the gas station oh. corporate head honcho is going to show up and be like, "Whoa, you haven't uh, you got a sticker? Yeah, on your somebody put there. Yeah." Yeah, that's a $10,000 fine. But I can't afford that. So there's no law against it. No, it's just, it's just a corporate stupid policy. corporate thing. Yeah, and as, as one of your intrepid listeners pointed out on Twitter, you just don't remove them. Then you don't have to be frustrated by taking five or six off of them every day, man. <laughs> true. See, I mean, at, yeah, true. that's thinking. Can mm -hmm. we get a still shot of, of the dude at the end there? Because he looks very familiar. The, the gas station guy. Yeah, I've seen him before. Yeah, on um, Seinfeld. Uh, well, no, I saw... Oh, you're thinking Jason Alexander, yeah. George. <laughs> yeah. I was going with comic book guy on uh, The Simpsons. Oh, him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, That's there's a I definite resemblance there, too. <laughs> I like yours, too. <laughs> so he's very familiar. <laughs> yeah, he is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Poor Jason. He couldn't find a gig on another TV show or movie, and so uh, he's working there. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's great. No, I mean... Just... Well, he's got to take off five or six of them stickers every day. Oh, off no. Am, off them pumps. Uh, yeah, you know... Them damn pumps always have some of them stickers on it. <laughs> this... So I got to take them off. I was reading a story about... I think it might have been this one. I don't even know. But someone was like... The guy who you want to see that isn't even going to see it. I don't think Joe Biden's going to come here and fill up his tank. Yeah, we thought Joe Biden was going to roll it down. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't he come to North Alabama a lot? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it is sweet home Alabama where him skies are, is always blue. Wait a minute. Where's his illegitimate grandchild? Uh, Arkansas. Oh, shoot. Yeah, Arkansas. Close. But. I take off five five or six a day from a our different pumps. Well, yeah, damn it. Get your exercise in. Gotta get walk me over to them pumps. <laughs> Clean over to that plump over yonder. <sighs> and uh, take them off the pump. And they're not easy, you know? So you gotta I, take scissors. Right. Right, and you just like scrape, right. scrape, scrape. Too bad we don't have magnetic ones because the magnetic ones... Mm. Just go right on there, and then there's no mm. residual when you pull them off. I want a hat, so I don't have to put the sticker on. I want a mm-hmm. hat with "Let's Go Brandon," and okay, in uh, that picture. And or, I did that. I did that. I can't decide which one, which phrase I like better. I like them both. Yep. Also, former Star Trek actor, left-wing activist George Takei, or Takai, mm. he's really sensitive about the pronouncing it the right way. Really. Because, yeah, because one of them means something that's insulting. Oh, no. But I, I can never remember which way it was that he insisted you pronounce. And so we're going to do whether the Whether it's one. George Takei or George Takai. <laughs> uh, but he got a verbal smackdown from twi- Twitter uh, after he claimed that Americans should bear the brunt of rising food and gas prices in order to stick it to Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Americans, he said. We can endure higher prices for food and gas if it means putting the screws to Putin. Consider it a patriotic donation in the fight for freedom over tyranny. Yeah, uh, I'm not patriotic toward Ukraine. I'm patriotic toward the United States of America. That's thing one. Thing two is uh, not everybody is worth millions. Mm -hmm. Like you are probably from your Star Trek Mm -hmm. days, uh, George. A lot of people, uh, you know, when you're on, let's say you're a senior citizen, you're on fixed income, or you're making 50, what is the average salary, Forty-five dollars or $50,000 a year, it starts to really hurt when you go to the pump and have to pay $90 to fill up your gas tank. Uh, that That's just asinine. So we got a little feedback. <laughs> One person wrote, hey, rich guy, you can endure this, <laughs> but us working class people... This is crushing us. Yeah. Well, what do you care? Looking down your nose at the people who make your world run, according to podcaster Britt Griffith. He included a he included a photo with a gas station with prices in the six dollar range. Oh, wow. God. Another wrote, "We can endure higher prices for food and gas, but some can endure them more easily than others." Mm-hmm. Yeah. George. Oh, and. He noted that uh, Takai is apparently worth $14 million. Oh, wow. That's net neat. Worth. Not yeah. bad. That's not bad. Uh, another wrote, uh, many American veterans live paycheck to check, paycheck, barely surviving now. This post is out of touch with the average American. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and by the way, on your question about how to pronounce it, <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, it is pronounced Takei, Takei, according to George himself. George However, Takei. if you do Takai, that means in Japanese, the word for expensive. Okay. Which would tie in nicely with our story here today. Yeah, it would. So I think it is Takai hmm. today. Or Takai. Wait, now I'm confused. Takai. Yeah. Takai is expensive. I remember him telling us the story. Uh, Glenn and I had him on our show, I don't know, Baltimore or someplace. And uh, he told that story and then laughed that laugh he does. Have you ever heard him laugh in real real life? Not on Star Trek. Ah, 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 ah. See if you can find George Takai oh, la- laughing. Takai. Because. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's, no. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. It'll stay with you your, uh. your whole life. <laughs> That's his laugh? Yeah. It's very similar to that. Okay. I'll find out. I'll find it. <laughs> find it. Uh, while the world is burning to the ground, Biden administration is making a new deal with Iran. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, 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 okay, so that wasn't quite as... That's not it? <laughs> That's a little different than I was presenting it. Okay. I remember it. Shorter spurts. Uh, 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 that's a little smoother. Well, it was a morning show that you were doing. <laughs> maybe he was just waking up. Maybe. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, Iran is getting help from Russia and China with negotiations. According to the lead Russian attending the talks, Iran is getting... Pretty much everything they could want from the U.S. Is this? Do we have enough time to play this? Uh, here? You got to hit wait? it right now if you want to hit All it. All right, let's see it. Iranian colleagues are fighting for Iranian nuclear right. uh, national interests like lions. All right, so we're fighting like lions for Iran. Indeed, he's very serious. They, they fight, fight for, for every comma, every, every comma, every word, and, uh, and as a rule, quite, quite successfully. successfully. Oh, good. He must recognize that. He must recognize that. Uh, do you think that this could be a good deal? With could be a good deal for Iran? Because there have been different arguments inside that. I am, I am, I am, I am absolutely, absolutely sincere in this regard when I say... Iran got much Iran more, got much than, more than it could expect. Much more. <laughs> this is the lead negotiator uh, from Russia from, oh my on behalf of Iran. Gosh. Realistically more speaking, they got than, more more than, I frankly, expected. I expected. Others <laughs> expected. <laughs> we just gave them the farm, man. This is a matter of fact. Our Chinese, our Chinese friends. friends were also very efficient. Uh-huh. Also oh, good, 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 good. Very uh, huh. efficient and and useful as useful co-negotiators. co-negotiators. Talk faster, old man. Come on. We could rely, yeah. on, rely on each other many, many points. points. Yeah. Oh, good. And on many, many so basically, points. the U.S. sat down right. with so Iran. So we sat down and gave them everything they wanted yeah. and more and more. That's coming from Iranians, from one of the Iranian negotiators, not from us. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Biden has oh already sent a team gosh. down to Venezuela to possibly get oil from them as well. So uh, Iranian oil, Venezuelan oil, good. American and, oil. And we're still getting Russian oil as well. So uh-huh. yep. we got that going for us. I got some tweets here from Alpha7615. There are literally people out there that believe there's a code in the different spellings of Ukrainian president's name. I'm not spelling his name, so I won't be a part of the code. Oh, okay. Stinky Biscuit tweets, there is no good guy versus bad guy. It's Russia's evil government versus Ukraine's evil government versus our evil government. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
from Jeffy Space Business. Every time you look at the current gas prices, just remember that's the situation without the Green New Deal. Can't wait to see what happens next. From Axis Tech, look at the bright side. With $4 a gallon gas, it's easy to calculate in your head what it'll cost to fill your tank. Mm. We got some people this morning waking up that wish it was $4 a gallon. Yeah. Uh, John uh, Rad tweets, uh, What is the Democrats' obsession with giving rogue governments our enemies weaponry that can be used against us? Clinton gave China missile guidance techs. Hillary sold Russia yellow cake uranium. And Obama greenlighted Iran's nuclear development that Biden is now going to restart. Yeah, so there's a controversy about receiving 405,000 barrels of oil from from Russia to supplement uh, uh, what we have. And you got to replace it with something, right? Because we're not in a position where we can do without 5% of our oil uh, usage. So those 405,000 barrels have to come from somewhere. If we don't, if we don't accept them from Russia, if we start to ban Russian oil, then there's going to be a shortage. Gas prices are going to skyrocket. It would be ugly, really ugly. So instead of opening up the spigots here in the United States of America, where we have hundreds just in North Dakota, we've got hundreds of oil wells just sitting there, not not being pumped. They're they're not being utilized. Because the Biden administration shut down a lot of those oil leases. I mean, it's so ridiculous that Elon Musk, the guy who makes electric cars, is saying we've got to yeah. drill for oil right now. Right. So they refuse. They refuse to use our own oil. So now they're negotiating with Iran on a deal to get Iranian oil. Are you kidding me? Is that a good compromise? We, we switch from Russia to Iran? And you just heard from... Right before the uh, top of the hour break, we just heard from one of the Iranian negotiators who said, uh, we've gotten everything we've wanted and more. <laughs> Nobody could have ever expected what they've, what they've given us here in these negotiations. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear that our government is just simply caving in to Iran. Iran. And not only that, but now we're sending representatives to Venezuela to talk about getting Venezuelan oil here. Yeah. Um, Trump, Trump had shut down trade with Venezuela, and that looks to be starting back up under Biden. I, I cannot understand. Why would you do that rather than pump our own? Why? They hate this nation, clearly. The people that are in charge hate the country that they are in charge of. Yeah. And they're, they're so caught up in this climate change thing, supposedly that they won't give an inch even in an emergency like this even when everybody knows it's dire circumstances and we don't want to get russian oil that just encourages them and it funds this war effort against ukraine so let's pump our own nope nope we're such extremists that we're not going to do that in fact we're going to go to our enemy iran and venezuela to try to get oil that is unbelievable uh, Labor Secretary was asked about it, um, Blinken, and uh, not Blinken, uh, this is our Labor Secretary right yeah, what's here, his um, name? Marty, Marty Walsh. Marty McFly, all right. Yeah, Marty Walsh, here's what he had to say. More domestic drilling, is that on the table in the White House? 
Well, it hasn't been to this point, and it's certainly looking at what's happening in the situation in the world right now that will be, have to be a conversation. Huh. Do you think we should be drilling more of our own oil and gas? Again, what's your I'm opinion? Not, I'm Again, not in a position to, to answer that position. question at this point, uh, but Wide. certainly we have to watch and see what happens with, with Russia. We have to see what, what the world's doing with Russia. As we, and, and what what? We, yesterday we heard the Speaker of the House, we heard uh, Senator Manchin, Senator Murkowski uh, telling, asking us to, to shut off uh, buying gas from, from Russia. And if we well, did something like that, we'd have to figure a way to, to fill that. Yeah. Shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called American Oil. That's it doesn't take that much figuring that way. We're dependent on nobody but ourselves. And isn't that how it should be? That's incredible. Well, it hasn't been that way to this point. Well, right. I know. So is that going to change? And do you think it should? You're not in a position to answer that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And they still had more nonsense to spew. Actually, you know, there are some journalists that are, acting like journalists and asking this question why aren't we pumping american oil open it up we were completely energy independent under trump let's do that again but here's jen Psaki on it um the reduction of supply the reduction of oil uh would raise prices right um well she gets it look (laughs) yeah all right that's your economic lesson for the day right so what should you do should you get more supply, Jen? Oh, it's crazy. We need help. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, we literally need heavenly help. So please, please help us. Do you think that, uh, what, I, I think, uh, what is this? I put a poll out here. Yeah. Will your children have at least the same quality of life? I'm not even asking for a better quality of life. The same quality <laughs> of life that you did growing up in America. Mm-hmm. How do you think those poll results ended up? Uh, not so much. Yeah, eighty-five to fifteen. No. Ooh, eighty-five, fifteen. That's that's even higher than I thought. Huh. Okay. It's depressing. I mean, yes, this it is. is. It, it, and it, well, it seems on the surface, Pat, there's no way out. Mm-hmm. There seems like so many obvious answers that do show the way out. It's just that this administration absolutely refuses to approach any of them. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that's because Democrats are are the party of don't uh we had uh, jr fryer who kind of uh narrowed it down to the the party of don't mm-hmm. here's their platform okay for the democrats all right don't go outside don't work don't hire don't go to church don't stand up for your kids don't speak your mind or disagree don't grow your savings don't own a gun don't call police don't produce oil we get it from Russia or Iran, <laughs> Venezuela. Don't don't do anything. Just be dependent. Don't listen to your doctor. Don't live your values. Don't protest unless we agree. It's uh, Black Lives Matter. Don't travel. Don't celebrate. Don't see family. Don't shop at the grocery store. Don't visit the Capitol or meet a member of your Congress. Don't vote in person. Don't vote at all. Don't do what we do. Don't make jokes about Joe Biden. Don't ask what we do with your taxes. Don't aspire to more than poverty. Don't worry about the border. Don't worry about crime. Don't worry about your business. Don't worry about inflation. Don't worry about seniors in retirement homes dying of COVID. Don't make your own decisions. Don't listen to a three-hour podcast, (laughs) or in this case, a two. 
Uh, don't use social media to advance your strange argument. Don't worry about what your kids are learning in school. Don't protect the nation's economy so your kids can have a future. Don't fund the military. Don't put strings on slush funds for state political <laughs> machines. Don't build new roads. Don't buy a used car. Don't choose a stay-at-home parenting. Don't call it don't call it life. Don't give to charity. Don't give to activists. Don't retweet that guy. Good stuff. That's a Don't sniff him. Don't sniff him. Don't sniff him. <laughs> and that might be the one that he missed. Don't sniff him. That is important. Uh, we'll uh, retweet that out uh, at Pat Unleashed if you want to look for that. That's a, That sums it up nicely. Yeah, it does. That's the platform of the Democrat Party. Jeez. Don't make any sense, too, They they because they don't. They don't make any sense. Got a memo here from a focus group making the rounds among Democrats. Check this out. Democrats are very concerned <clears throat> about elections, of course, in November. And so this is circulating right now to interested parties. After two years that necessitated lockdowns, travel bans, school closures, mask mandates, and nearly a million deaths, nearly every American finally has the tools to protect themselves from this virus. Okay, so this is a, a Democratic think tank selling it to Democrat uh, politicians. politicians. Okay, It's time for Democrats to take credit for ending the COVID crisis phase of the COVID <laughs> war. You. Point to important victories like vaccine distribution <laughs> and providing economic stability to Americans and fully enter the rebuilding phase that comes after any war. <laughs> uh, below, we lay out some stretched strategic thoughts for Democrats positioning themselves on COVID-19 after nearly two years of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, after they elongated this mm. pandemic mm. through their stupidity. It's a lot like the it's a lot like the depression. Uh, you know, because FDR gets credit for ending the depression all the time. Yeah, after he stretched it out for 12 years, well, a war. the war ended yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Declare the crisis phase of COVID over and push for feeling and acting more normal. <laughs> Thanks to Democrats, we are nowhere near where we were two years ago or even one year ago. Democrats have a tremendous opportunity to claim an incredible historic success. They vaccinated hundreds of millions of people. Yeah, where'd the vaccine come from? You're going to take credit for the vaccine when that was Donald Trump. Okay, all right. Prevented the economy from going into free fall. Kept small businesses from going under. Many did. I mean, millions did. Millions of small businesses went under. What are you talking about? Because of Democrat policies. And got people back to work safely. Because of President Biden and Democrats, we can safely return to life, feeling much more normal, and they should claim that proudly. Should they? <laughs> I tell you, rewrite history for us, baby. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. It's exactly what's happening. Also recognize that people are worn out and feeling real harm from the years-long restrictions and take their side, even though it was you who imposed those restrictions. <sighs> Jeez. Further, stop talking about restrictions and the unknown future ahead. If we focus on how bad things are and how much worse they could get, we set Democrats up as failures, unable to na navigate us through this. They are failures who didn't navigate us through this. 
And if Democrats continue to hold a posture that prioritizes COVID precautions over learning how to live in a world where COVID exists, but does not dominate, they risk paying dearly for it in November. Yeah, that's the plan. Yep. They're essentially claiming victory for something they didn't do and hasn't been done yet. And ignoring everybody in pain right now. It's what they've done with the economy as well. They keep telling you that you're doing great. Oh my gosh, you're doing so well. You just don't know it because you're so stupid. (laughs) If you would just wake up and look around, you would realize that you're doing way better than you think you are. Yeah, that was uh, last week's talking point between Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Todd. Yeah. I can't. And now they're going to do the same thing with COVID. That Chuck Todd clip has been rattling around in my brain all week. I cannot get over that. It is crazy. What are they complaining about? Uh, There's some things that aren't on the shelf. Mr. $4 million a year. No, we're complaining about the, the, the fact that the cost of living in real terms is up over 20% from a year ago. Oh, my gosh. I. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, Rob's threatening me with playing that clip. Do you want to see this clip? Sure. Of, yeah, let's a see It's a reminder it. of the elitists that are force-feeding you everything that you consume. For, you know, Biden right now is Americans want him to fix that, but it's not clear that he can. I want to go back to this, Jen. I mean, <laughs> I, I 51% believe that the economy is mm-hmm. in a recession or depression. I mean, look, I know. It, it's just not true. I know. Our, this economy I know. is frustrating. I know. This economy with COVID has been, mm-hmm. I've got money and I can't find something. What? My God, there's <laughs> jobs. There's good wow. jobs. Wow. Is this a... The right wow. wing echo chamber is better All right, than enough the Democratic chamber? Or- I can't. This guy. Wow. I've got money well, and I can't buffoon. find something? Yeah. No. What <sighs> an absolute buffoon. Roll. And, by the way, the COVID numbers are, in fact, way down from what they were. No thanks to the Democrats, but it is subsiding now. COVID cases for uh, last week averaged... 6,753 a day. 6,000. You know what it was? 800,000. Just, I think it was last month. Last month or the month before. January was 800,000 a day. Now it's 6,753. Incredible. It was 56,585 a year ago. Deaths? We had 212 on March 6th. 212. We had 1,459 this time last year. So, I mean, this thing is subsiding. It, it, uh, it's taking a turn for the better. So I've had a theory for, I don't know, whatever, six months now, and, and, and I, I still believe this, even though it's over, right? For all intents and purposes, it's over. Yeah. So around 4th of July, around Independence Day, there's going to be some sort of talk about a variant or something, run for the hills, here comes another one. Okay, mm-hmm. so just I should write this on the calendar. Because it's got to be July, because that gives them enough time to get the scare tactics in place so that they can again push uh, voting from home. Mm-hmm. And, and now, if they care about the midterms as much as they do about the presidential election years, and I think they do... Because I don't think, uh, they obviously don't want to give up their power in the House and Senate. So you're thinking is it's much easier for them to screw up the election with mail-in ballots than it is if you go in person. Oh, no, I meant that people are more likely to vote Democrat if they're voting from home. 
That's oh, is that what you? Okay, that's what I meant. All right, I'm like sorry, you're more I misunderstood. Inclined. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I misunderstood what no, your point was. I just meant that huh, uh, okay. if you're voting <laughs> from home, yeah, uh, uh, far uh-huh. away from the polling booth that's set up at your local elementary school or church, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm saying that you're more likely to vote Democrat <clears throat> and keep the people in power huh. that are screwing up this country currently. Okay, so that's why I say look for the July fourth variant. I will look for that. Mm-hmm. No, oh, they're going to do another variant. Yeah. They're, they're trying desperately to come up with something. Uh, all right. Let me take a minute and tell you about Preborn. Such a great organization, and we are really proud and humbled to, to partner with Preborn because they are out there on the front lines saving the lives of babies. Since Roe v. Wade, over 63 million babies have lost their lives, have been aborted in the United States alone. Almost one in four pregnancies. And in the city of New York... More black babies are aborted than born alive. So you tell me, who the racist is? It is it the pro-life people or is it the Planned Parenthood people aborting all of these minority children? No matter what ethnic background, no matter what creed or color, we want to save these babies. And the way to do that is to show the 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 mother. An ultrasound and the there they need to do it for free because there's no way the mother's going to come in and pay for the for, for the ultrasound so preborn provides free ultrasounds for them and once these mothers see the baby on the ultrasound hear the heartbeat 80 percent of the time they choose life so that's why it's really important to provi- provide these services for them free of charge it's 28 dollars for one ultrasound if you can afford that that'd be great if not, a dollar would help. Whatever you can do, go to uh, your phone and dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Say baby. Or you can just go online to preborn.com slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. The other part, portion is a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African American community, right. particularly in, uh, particularly uh, in rural areas rural that are distant and are or dis- and inner city inner districts, city know districts. how to use, know how to, know how to get online yeah, to determine mm. how to get in line for that COVID yeah. vaccination at the at the mm-hmm. Walgreens or at, at, right. at, at the, the particular wa- store. Particular <laughs> store. They're just too stupid. Right? According to the President of the United States, minorities are just too stupid. They don't know how to do this stuff. What a racist. Uh, I can't believe he gets away with all this stuff. And, and I just can't believe it. And I know since it's in your box over there, it's it's mm-hmm. going to take forever to get back. Like the last five seconds of that clip, they don't even know how to get in line. Never mind online. Yeah. Never mind his talking point from 1992. <laughs> yeah. But they apparently don't even know how to get in a line. <laughs> he said are you saying they do know how yeah i am wow wow what a racist you are wait Keith. no i said they know how <laughs> i know i know it's just sheer racism you're ignoring the fact that they don't have you know a way to register you're ignoring it they don't know where to do it they don't know how to do it they don't have access to it <laughs> <sighs> then they don't know how to get in line for these COVID shots and vaccinations. Ridiculous. This, I... And yet somehow we got this thing on uh, 
running out now. It's basically fading away. COVID-19 is really, I think this time we mean it. Mm. It's fading away. Mm. You sure about that? I think so. I hope so. I don't know. I think. It's not what I heard from Dr. Fauci. tired of it. You sure? Now, don't get tired of it because Dr. Fauci is here to tell you to get vaccinated. Yeah. Still. But you also have a responsibility to society mm. because if you really want mm-hmm. to make sure we put this vax, this virus, this outbreak mm-hmm. in the rearview mirror, okay. we can make a contribution uh-huh. by not giving the virus the opportunity <laughs> to circulate among us. Yeah, that, and you do that geez. by getting vaccinated. No, what in the world? Can you believe he's still saying that after all the proof that the vaccine? Did not prevent the spread of the virus. Misinformation, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I, uh, nobody loves him anymore. Its effectiveness was down to, uh, was it 12%? For, for 5 to 11-year-olds. Omicron, mm-hmm. 12%. And it wasn't much better than that for adults. It does, it does not prevent the spread. But you notice he's not doing any big shows anymore. He's no, I did notice that. He's on little yeah. podcasts that... You know, yeah. exist out there that will Who have was him. that podcast? Do we even know? Please don't ask me that. You don't know don't it? No. Okay. Uh, I think it's called Lady in Her Living Room. Lady in Her Living Room yeah. is one of my favorite Yeah, podcasts. look at that opening shot. This is uh, the Lady in Her Living Room podcast, if we could see yeah. her set there. This uh, is... Uh, thought. If, okay. if Rob could play it. There, there, there. Thank you, Rob. There she is. Lady in Her Living Room show is what <laughs> Dr. Fauci is now relegated to. <laughs> What's her name? The L... The L... I don't know. The... I'm sure it's great. I'm L. Klein? Sure, sure. L. Klein. Yeah. So, Must be her so name. So anyway, so... But I when's he going to get flagged for room. misinformation? Uh, he should have been, because that was not... It was not true. It was not a true statement. Because it does not stop the spread. And we've... I mean, they've even admitted all of that now. He's, but there he is, still saying it. His 15 minutes is up. Yeah. Is, but now, is um, is uh, COVID's, though? Or is that coming is, back? Is COVID's the, 15 minutes or two years? Election year flu, so 15, it'll be interesting to see. 15 minutes to to flatten the curve that turned into two years. Yes, it's over now. Eh? It's over. Okay. That's my declaration. Now, you'll get flagged. Dr. Fauci will not. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Tweets here. Uh, Rusty Shackleford tweets. Question. If we're still buying Russian oil and that hasn't changed, why are gas prices going up so fast? Huh. It's a good question. Could that be because we cut off all our oil and it, none of it's enough? Hmm. I wonder. Hmm. Uh, and we got to go begging around the world in, to our enemies, in fact, uh, to send us more oil? <laughs> Jeez. Stephen Stoneman tweets, maybe we're trying to suck everyone else's oil out of the ground so we're the only ones that have any oil left. Then we'll drill. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. All right, there's a maybe that's uh, maybe that's it. Glimmer of hope. <laughs> Liberty Squirt tweets: uh, Dictator oil is cleaner than American oil. Oh, I'll oh, say I didn't. I know wasn't that. aware of that. Yeah, there's okay. something new every day on Pat Gray Unleashed. Right. Hmm. Who's your volunteer? Uh, after hearing that 
the that DNC talking point memo, I get the feeling this war is going to get so out of hand, the Democrats will want to wish for better days of mask wearing and lockdowns. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Uh, <clears throat> That's for sure. Um, that was going to lead us somewhere, wasn't it? Were we just well, talking well, about something? Well, we do have some um, some costs uh, from a year a year ago. Remember, we had uh, Chuck Todd was telling us how you know nothing. You got more money to spend now. What's the problem? You just some empty spots on a shelf, right? Check out these prices year to year that were just sent to us. Look at this. Well, and we have the money. We yeah. just oh. can't find the item right right, right away. Right. Yeah, that's right. what it is, Chuck. Thanks. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Millionaire, commodity price commodity price changes over the last year. So he, these commodities have changed ever so slightly. Heating oil is up just ninety percent. WTI crude eighty uh, percent. Brent crude seventy nine. Coffee is up seventy three. Gasoline seventy. So is aluminum. Natural gas sixty nine percent. Wheat has gone up fifty nine percent. Corn thirty five percent. 34% for cotton and lumber. Soybeans up 18. Uh, sugar up 15%. Copper 13%. Gold is up 12%. CPI is up 75 And silver, oh, silver's down 4%. Oh, silver, you're a loser. <laughs> Get with it, man. Here's your big bargain. Start <laughs> buying silver instead of food, and you're going to save a lot of money. That's what Chuck Todd was talking about. Yeah. The silver decrease. Can you hand that, uh, put that list back in here? We're going to need to reference that. I mean, that is, let's leave that out here. It's impressive that, uh, that heating oil's only up 90%. So the price has essentially doubled since last year on home heating oil. Ah, that's not a problem, is it, Chuck? Don't worry about it. Just do the. You won't even notice it. Yeah, just do the Jimmy Carter plan. Just put an extra sweater on. What's your problem? It's so easy when your house is cold. Yes, just layer. Okay, layer your clothes. It's not that hard, people. Come on now. Hmm. I'm so tired of your belly aching. Gosh, I don't even want to think. You just talked about the prices a year ago. Now compared, mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about it. About from a year now. from now, yeah. Sweet lord, I know. Then we got this leftist author that was on the View on Friday, <laughs> saying some amazing things about the U.S. Constitution. I think I think they're really loving the U.S. Constitution and respect sure. it a great deal. And they had an expert on because they yeah. love the Constitution so much, and so does he. Right here, listen to how much he loves it, folks. The law is complicated. I'm not going to lie about that, but it's not beyond the reach of most literate people. All right, it's not <laughs> sending a rocket to Mars and making it land just so. So it doesn't, it doesn't look, right? you can mm-hmm. you can read. You can understand the laws that govern this country, and you can understand how Republicans are obviously trying to manipulate those laws to take away the rights of minorities, women, Uh the LGBTQ community. You can see it all, and I try to explain it all in ways that people can understand so that we can fight them. I have to tell you, I loved this book so very much. Mm -hmm. Um, The first chapter, Canceling Trash People is Not a Constitutional Crisis. Um, Chapter 9, The Taking of Black Land, was another favorite of mine, and Reverse Racism is Not a thing. I just think it's fantastic. Oh, I mean, and because he I says, pause it for a second, so like because he says reverse racism is not a thing, then it's not a thing, I guess. Is that what we're led to believe? What a weird place for them to hit the laugh track, too. Uh, that was weird. Was that, uh, did the crowd really <laughs> react to reverse racism is not a thing? 
They did. Yeah, they that did. That is like they the thought it was it was comical. Exact reaction. Can yeah, you play that weird. part again? It makes uh-huh. no sense. Play play it again, Sam, if you could. Uh, the reverse racism is not a thing. And Chapter nine, the taking mm-hmm. of black land, was a, right. another favorite of mine. And reverse mm-hmm. racism is not a thing. I just oh, think yeah. it's fantastic. So, yeah, they, me, they thought it was I funny. I Florida, so I'm like Hold on ground That's zero weird. of where uh, all of this <laughs> no, is no, happening. No, 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 stop. Play it again about. without the box here. <laughs> it's the same laugh. Do it again, Rob, please. Please. Trash people is not a constitutional crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter nine, the taking of black land was a, another favorite of mine. And reverse racism is not a thing. I just think it's fantastic. So, let me, I live in Florida, so I'm like on ground zero okay. of where uh, all of this is happening. I'm, I'm out of my mind about the bills banning mm-hmm. conversations about yeah. race okay. and ethnicity and, and LGBTQ, uh, just even mentioning gender identity in primary schools. But some will say, okay, so are you arguing for throwing out the Constitution? Should the Constitution be thrown out? What do we do? Is it a living document? Is it a, or is it a sacred document? It's certainly not sacred. All right, let's start there. The Constitution <laughs> oh. is kind of trash. Like, oh my. Let's just, again, let's just talk oh as my adults gosh. first. What did you say? It's what? It's kind That's of trash. trash. It's kind it was, of it trash. It was written by slavers and colonists okay. and white people who were willing to make deals with slavers and colonists. Where do they find these people? Seriously. Where do you find a person who is so radical and so stupid that he calls the U.S. Constitution kind of trash? And it's written by slavers and who else was it? Slavers and racists. Colonists, right? You you (sighs) always explain it properly that we inherited... Yeah, the slavery situation, right. And the Constitution provided the first step toward ending it. Could it be ended right that minute? No, not if you want to put the country together. It couldn't have. It couldn't have been. We wouldn't have had the South. Now, you can can enter into it with just the northern states. I I don't know that it works out as well as it did eventually. Uh, Explain also the three-fifths clause and why that was put in there. Yeah, the three-fifths clause is the most misunderstood clause in the Constitution. Maybe in any Constitution uh, anywhere in the world. It's only three-fifths of blacks, only three-fifths of person? Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't to assign worth to people. That was a census situation where the slave owners, the ones who are racist, wanted them to count, wanted every slave to count one-to-one. So they wanted to count them as a full person in the census. What would that do? That gives them more power because it gives them more representation. The only purpose for the census thing is to count people for representation. The more people you have, the more representation you get. So the South would have had more representatives to continue slavery in perpetuity. They could have kept it going forever with the votes that they had. There were millions of slaves in the South, and if you counted them all one-to-one, it's going to be a lot harder to get rid of slavery than it it turned out to be. And it was hard to begin with. So the three-fifths clause was about the census, not about the worth of a person. So ridiculous. And I can't take it when people cite the three-fifths clause as an example of the racism in the U.S. Constitution. It's just not so. It's just not right, and it's not accurate. Uh, And you should ask yourself, why did all the slave states want to count every slave 
as a person. One to one. Every single slave counts. Yeah, and that's what you could say. If someone says, well, the Constitution's trash, what do you say? Pretty much trash. And they bring up something like the three-fifths clause, then you could say, oh, so then you should have counted them as a full person. Absolutely, you should have. Oh, so you were on the side of the slave states. Of the slave South. states. Okay. That's interesting. Huh. <laughs> so you were with South Carolina. Wow, why are you such a racist huh. then? <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted slave owners to have a bigger say in Congress? Do you wish there was still slavery in this country today? Because that's what the result might have been. Wow, that's, that'd be a fun conversation. It would. I want that one. Yes, it would be fun. <laughs> Uh, I think a lot of times I'd, I'd love to be in on these conversations because it, it's so easy. And uh, these people are so ridiculous in their – I don't know if they don't get out much. I don't know if they don't – they only listen to their own echo chamber. And I think that's the case with the women on The View. They have no idea what the three-fifths clause is all about. They have no idea what the U.S. Constitution is all about. No idea. And so when they have a guest that calls it kind of trash, they're all like, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it really is, isn't it? By it's the way, trash. you snuck that left track in on me, man. I thought that was part You of thought the- that was actual? <laughs> That's why I was like, play it without you pushing the button over there. I thought that was, yeah. boy, you got one over on me. Maybe <laughs> I'm the dummy. <laughs> Uh, All right, let me tell you about Masterworks. Um, There's tensions in Europe that are boiling over. There's inflation that's at a 40-year high. And some analysts are predicting stock returns of less than 4% until about 2030. So how are some Americans preparing for economic uncertainty? A lot of people are investing their money in an unexpected commodity. Not natural gas or oil or gold. Even though all those investments... Uh, involve risk some experts believe it's even a better hedge against inflation than gold and that is contemporary art i know it's kind of shocking maybe a little weird to you but after the 2008 crash tons of wealthy investors used art to defend their wealth and thanks to masterworks you can too this revolutionary app has made multi-million dollar paintings investable in other words you can invest in paintings without needing to buy the entire thing, which would be impossible for most of us because, you know, you're talking millions of dollars in some cases. It's genius. To discover how to participate alongside over 350,000 members, go to masterworks.io slash unleashed. That's masterworks.io slash unleashed. See the important regulation and disclosures at masterworks.io slash unleashed. Uh, or masterworks.io slash disclosure. Pat Gray Unleashed. How has the view stayed on the air for so long? That's a great question. It is such a terrible show with buffoons hosting it. That has probably had untold influence on the women of this country. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. How long has that been on, too? It's been on a long time. Oh, my gosh. Late 90s, probably? I, th- I think that's right. Yeah, should look that up because it's... 1997. Mm, 97. 25 years. This is the 25th year for The View. <laughs> wow. Unreal. Uh, our own Sarah Gonzalez this is weird. went to a Beto O'Rourke event over the weekend and then posted this on Twitter. 
She says, earlier today, I attended a Beto O'Rourke town hall. I started to record an interaction between Beto and a constituent while he was taking pictures. His staffer grabbed my phone and tried to pry it out of my hands. Uh-oh. Then a uh, Dallas Police Department officer manhandled me unprovoked. Oh, no. Beto is not for Texas. I will be consulting my attorney and requesting body cam footage from DPD. Ooh. There were people recording on their phones all afternoon. The police gave me no directive before manhandling me and almost pushing me down the stairs. Imagine what this man would allow if elected. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know what he'd be? He would be a Justin Turdeau. Yes. Uh, for Texas. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see where this goes with Sarah Gonzalez. That's uh, That's not good. Not good. That's interesting that she went. Was she just looking to... Uh, yeah, she wants to uh, the guy wants to be governor. He's one of two people who is going to be the governor uh, in November. And let's uh, let's talk to him. Let's see what's going on here. He has no chance, by the way. Did you see, though, that he's not... You're right. He's not sticking to his... Because he's running for Texas governor now. That, hell yes, I'm going to take your yeah. AR-15. That's gone now. <laughs> yeah, that is not part of his plan anymore. Let's see. I'm running in Texas. And uh, I said, hell yes, I'm going to take your guns from you. <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe I don't stand for that anymore. No, I don't stand for that anymore. <laughs> okay. All righty. So now that it's uh, for sure uh, O'Rourke versus Greg Abbott, mm-hmm. uh, do we have any head-to-head polling now that that's uh, an official? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. There might be, but I haven't uh, I haven't seen it. All right. I'm going to. I'm gonna find I mean, out. Abbott's got to be way ahead. I, I just right. He's got to be. I don't know. Texas is a shell at this point, <clears throat> right? Compared to even when we moved here a decade ago. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm scared. Hold me. <laughs> nothing. Nothing is definite anymore. You cannot trust anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So I don't know. I, I'm. I think it's gonna be closer than people uh, anticipate. I'm a little concerned. The UN's climate science body uh, released their major report on the impacts that uh, climate change will have on humans and the planet. Another report from the UN. Mm, good. And I guess their IPCC. Is everything fixed now? Uh, not quite yet. Oh, shoot. Not quite yet. Turn it. <clears throat> uh, thing number one, though. Climate change is hurting our health. Climate change is already damaging the physical and mental health of Everyone on Earth. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Mm. That's accurate. On the kids, we are screwing up kids' minds. That's true. Never mind the lockouts and what two years of isolation have done, but the way they have terrified children about the future of the planet. Yeah, telling them uh, there's only ten years left. Definitely a mental issue. Now, now. we're down to about eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, half of humanity already vulnerable to water insecurity, and billions more at risk of extreme heat events. Vector-borne diseases and hunger leaked, uh, linked to global heating. How, how is hunger linked to global heating? Because when the planet warms up, at least the way it has, uh, that's good for growing food. As we talked about many times, that <laughs> right? helps growing food. Right. You know, let's. That's a great point, Pat. Because the greenhouse effect was supposed to scare us 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What what grows in a greenhouse? Uh, food. Thank you. <laughs> Plant life. All right. Jeez. They're looking at this all wrong. By the way, Abbott leads by seven. Okay. 
Huh. A little too close for yeah, my Yeah, that's a little close. Uh, thing two. Some things will be lost forever. Oh, boy. Yeah, we already lost snow. Remember that? <laughs> Did we? We're going to have to tell our kids, our grandkids, about <laughs> snow. Uh, hey, kids, there was this thing called snow. Oh, tell me more. Oh, is it that stuff outside <laughs> our door right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I used, we used to have that when I was a kid. Yeah? We have it now, too, Dad. Yeah, that's acid snow, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> Completely different thing. Don't touch it! That's acid snow that fell through the hole in the ozone layer. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. There's uh, a hole in the oh sky no. where the tree once was. Somebody's, Somebody's making money. Uh, so the report <clears throat> is built around the options that exist for adaptation, but its message is unequivocal. Some climate impacts are already irreversible. Okay, then we can stop worrying about it. If we can't do anything about it, then let's move on with our lives and stop harping on this crap. Several losses due to human activity are approaching the point of no return. Human-caused climate change is wreaking, quote, increasingly irreversible losses in terrestrial, freshwater, and coastal and open ocean marine ecosystems. Many species have already hit the limit of their ability to adapt to temperature rises. <laughs> you know what? There Survi- will be more extinctions. Fine. Survival of the fittest. These guys are always pushing evolution, know, right? So the then truth. they should be fine sweeping these in, you know, <clears throat> inferior creatures out the door. Some impacts that are approaching irreversibility include glacier retreat and changes to Arctic and mountain ecosystems from thawing permafrost. Mm-hmm. Huh. Usually when they talk about the permafrost that thaws, it's... Because of the volcano that's underneath the, the permafrost right. that is active. Remember that? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> There's also yes. changes in humidity brought on by several different factors. I mean, this is such bull crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else are we going to say? This will, this will see at least 1 billion people by 2050 at risk of losing their homes to storms supercharged by rising seas. Oh, no. The supercharged storms and why do yeah. all the elitists like barack obama and hollywood why do they keep buying on the seacoast yeah they're, they're putting a lot of money yeah. into these houses you sure know, are right next to the rising seas shut up <laughs> you know they don't believe it no because of the way they live their lives they don't believe anything they try to cram down your throat <clears throat> okay number three after they just told us things have changed forever number three is no we can adapt wait well no up to a point <laughs> 4,000 page. Wow, it's a 4,000 page report. I, how do you get oh my funding gosh. for being a part of this crap? I don't like, know, like, but I'd like to get some. I, seriously, I will study what, just tell me. You give me $300,000 to study, fill in the blank, I'm there. <laughs> uh, but the report identifies <clears throat> a myriad ways to adapt to climate change, including innovative and practical solutions to improve food and water security Mm -hmm. and preserve ecosystems. Mm -hmm. However, it finds that adaptation projects are not equally distributed geographically and are chronically underfunded. Many are too short-sighted and miss an opportunity for transformational change to how we feed, shelter, and power societies. That's why they want us to eat bugs. In every one of these reports, they talk about the bugs we need to eat because they're high in protein and uh, low in climate change stuff. Oh, maybe this comes full circle. Maybe this is why they didn't want the DDT stuff. Yeah, You don't right. want to kill our 
future protein supply. Uh, and we need to use windmills, of course, for electricity and solar. Doesn't do anything. Six <laughs> percent at the most. Yeah. Number four, the poorest, of course, will be hit the hardest. Although everyone is affected by climate change, <clears throat> not everyone is affected equally. <laughs> Stupids. Yeah. With poorer communities, women, children. Indigenous oh, yeah. people, all projected to be the most vulnerable as the century progresses. Why yes. are women more vulnerable to climate change? <laughs> that is than a men? good catch there, because I was thinking, you what? know, the suburbs, we pollute the urban centers. We've we yeah. discussed this, how we're just <laughs> right. bad people, and then we send the cloud to the to the uh, more minority focused communities. But how are women how more are affected women? than men? That's oh. bizarre. Uh, okay. And indigenous people, I guess, because of the places they live. But not the women. The women live where men live. And they, is W-O-M-E-N? Or yeah, that's is what it says. W-O-M-X-N. Yeah, in this report, in this hateful report, it's M-E-N. They didn't put the X. No. No, they didn't. Well, then th- that discounts everything else in this report. I don't even want to listen to the rest of this nonsense. Right? Is not the truth? Hmm. And no mention hmm. of uh, of trans people at all okay. and how it affects them. How does it affect? That's the next report from the UN. You know that's in there. As well as vanishing ecosystems and losing the services they provide, leading to cascading and long-term impacts on indigenous and local communities, the assessment shows how growing urbanization means growing stress on water, health, and sanitation services. And finally, each 0.1 degree Celsius matters, although it's too late to do much about some climate impacts. Uh, These people suck. (laughs) The uh, assessment is that that the message that every degree of warming matters, both the magnitude and rate of climate risk depend on near-term emissions and escalate with every increment of warning mm. of warming. Yeah. So, so someone, we're, we're doomed. If a cow breaks okay. wind today, then that just compounds the issue. To, yep. Another step closer to irreversible climate disaster. Think about that. We'll see you tomorrow.